Hello and welcome to the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Today I'm joined on the line by Deborah Lysett, a senior lecturer in dietics at Coventry University. We are going to discuss a new paper published in the journal on smoking cessation and the effect it has on glycemic control in people with diabetes. Hi, Deborah. Your study is about diabetes and smoking. It seems like there's quite a complicated relationship going on here. Can you tell me a bit more about what was known about the association between smoking and diabetes when you were planning the study? Yes. Well, when right at the beginning, we know that actually smoking is associated with a 44% increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. So when you're smoking, you're actually at an increased risk of developing diabetes. So that was um, very clear kind of at the beginning. And then we also knew at the beginning of the study that while smoking increases the risk of diabetes and, you know, not smoking has a lower risk, the actual sort of change when you go from um, smoking to stopping smoking and becoming an ex-smoker is actually less clear. And there had been six large perspective cohort studies that have actually shown that instead of um, an immediate reduction in diabetes risk when you stop smoking, there is actually a slight increase in diabetes risk in the short term. And like I say, that's been uh, with some large cohort studies, and it's shown that that's kind of between the first three and five years that that would increase, but then after sort of 12 to 20 years, the risk decreases. Before we started our study, we knew we knew those two things really. We knew that smoking increases the risk of diabetes and that stopping smoking doesn't immediately reduce that risk, but there might be some temporary deterioration in, in the meantime. Why did you decide to look at the effect of smoking cessation on diabetes? It was really because of those, those studies that suggested that actually um, for a short period of time, your risk of developing diabetes actually goes up once you stop smoking. Um, some of those studies have shown that it's to do with the weight that's gained when people stop smoking, um, and some of those studies show that, that it's not to do with that. And because of that, we were interested to see, well, if that happens, then what would actually happen with um, diabetes control? And if you already have diabetes, then when you stop smoking, is that going to impact on your diabetes control? And is that a problem that um, we need to perhaps do something about? And there was one very small study that had been done previously that did show that for the first year, um, after stopping smoking, deterioration in glycemic control was present. So we wanted to see if uh, that was something that wasn't just a, a chance effect, but was actually a real effect, which is why we did our study. What did you do in your study and what did you find? So um, what we did in our study was we looked at the primary care records of a lot of the, the UK population through the, a database called the, the SIN database. And we looked at the glycemic control um, over a period of years and uh, followed people up as to whether they had um, continued to smoke 
or whether they actually stopped smoking. And we could see what happened to, to their uh, blood glucose levels during that time. And we actually found that in those who continued to smoke, there was a very sort of gradual rise in blood glucose levels o over time, so over the, the sort of years of the study. But in those that um, stopped smoking, there was an initial increase in blood glucose, which then persisted for about three years before it sort of came back down to, to the level that it would have been if they'd continued to smoke. What mechanisms do you think are in play here? Well, we were um, quite surprised to find that we didn't find an association between that rise in uh, blood glucose control and, the, um, and weight gain. So uh, we, we looked at whether um, changes in weight actually explained that difference in uh, glycemic control. And we didn't actually find that. That's not to say that that, that wasn't there, um, because um, although we didn't find it, um, it might have been a little bit to do with how we modeled model the data and you can read about that more in the paper but we were surprised that we didn't didn't find that sort of indicated at all because we did find that people put on weight but we just didn't find that that was associated with the rise in our blood glucose but it might be that um, because we also know that when people stop smoking they have a greater taste for sort of sweet foods that there might have been some dietary change there so even though um, it wasn't dietary change that would have necessarily resulted in weight gain. It might have been that people were eating, say, higher glycemic index foods um, and uh, that, that would perhaps taste sweeter and that was um, maybe responsible for, for some of this increase that we have seen. But the study just was a, a looking at that association and found that association. So as to the mechanism, we're not 100% sure at the moment. Hmm, that's still very interesting. Uh, obviously, you're not saying that people should keep smoking to prevent worsening of hyperglycemia and diabetes. So what should people do with this information? What should clinicians recommend for their patients with diabetes who currently smoke? Yeah, so that's a, that's a really important point. We're definitely not saying that uh, people should continue to smoke because we know that when you, you stop smoking, you, you save years of your life. And what this study has found is that there is a small increase in blood glucose which is which is temporary for a couple of years so we don't know whether that would have a long-term lasting impact but why it's important to know that is that I think there's been a bit of a um, an assumption uh, both from uh, practitioners and from patients that when you actually stop smoking suddenly things will improve. Your diabetes control will improve because, you know, smoking is bad for diabetes. So um, once you stop, then, then you know, you, you naturally would expect it to improve. And I think being aware and knowing that actually this improvement isn't immediate gives that sort of being sort of uh, forewarned is forearmed, really. It, it helps people to kind of adjust to the fact that blood sugars might actually deteriorate a little bit, and that doesn't mean that you should go back to smoking, but it does mean that it's perhaps a time when you need to be more careful about what you're eating and a time when perhaps clinicians and practitioners should be looking at blood glucose control and looking at control of generally of risk 
factors for complications of diabetes around that time so that so that everybody's in a position where they're having the best sort of enhanced care and the best management and control of diabetes to prevent any risk that might be associated with this. So it's definitely that we're not saying that you, know, you should continue to smoke, but it's about knowing that this happens means that we can, it would be wise to try and, and kind of prevent any damage that is associated with it and, and be, be aware of it and that, you know, it's a good time to look at sort of tightening your glycemic control, being careful uh, with, with the sort of things that you eat and being aware that, you know, it might take a little while until your blood glucose is, is kind of back on track, but ultimately it's, it's the right thing to do. Thank you. My final question what are the next steps in this area and what studies now need to be done to build on your results? Well, I think the next steps would be, I think it would be very interesting to see that if we were able to actually um, sort of put into place some enhanced care for those with diabetes during the time of smoking cessation, it would be interesting to see what the impact of that was. So perhaps a trial looking at um, enhanced care, perhaps more self-monitoring during the time of smoking cessation to see if, you know, having better care at that time will actually mean that this increase and this rise in, in blood glucose is minimized um, and also following people up for a long time to see what the impact of that would be would be quite important. Deborah Lysett, thank you for taking the time to speak with me on the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology podcast. That's great. Thank you.